Thank you for listening to Elohim Christian Church's podcast. We're a place where imperfect people worship and meet a perfect God. If this is your first time listening, we're located in Richmond Hill in Queens, New York City, and are led by pastors Carlos and Rebecca Medina. If you're looking for a place to worship and to know Jesus, we would love to meet you and see you in person. Find us online at www.elohimchurch.org so we can connect. And now, here's this week's message. Empowered for victory, 2nd of Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self Discipline. Another version will read it like this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Empowered for victory. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the teaching of your word. I pray, Lord, that it will land in our hearts this morning and draw us closer to you, O Lord. I pray that it would quicken something within us. Awaken something within us, Lord, that it would be a word, Lord God, that uh, would, uh, would, would uh, lead us to your perfect will, that our Sunday would change our Monday, Lord. I, I pray that we would open our hearts to sense and our ears to hear exactly what you want to speak to us this morning. We pray in Jesus' name, and the church says, Amen. you may be seated. Our theme is Empowered for Victory. So some context of where we are right now in 2 Timothy chapter 2. We know that the Apostle Paul, he is um, older in age now uh, in prison, and he's writing a pastoral letter to his spiritual son, Timothy. And he is uh, encouraging Timothy. Timothy is is a young pastor. He's pastoring, and he's looking to encourage Timothy. He's looking to encourage him. Um, I love uh, here where we see the Apostle Paul encouraging the younger pastor. It seems that as we read the book of Timothy, it seems that Timothy was in a low time in his ministerial life. It seemed that he was battling. Uh, uh, Perhaps he was dealing with the fear of persecution. His mentor was currently in prison. Uh, Perhaps he's, he's dealing with the fear of persecution. Maybe he's just tired of confronting the false teachers of the time. Maybe he's dealing with the, with the battles of, of ministry and leadership and appointing leaders and, and he's dealing with some of that stress. Maybe he's just missing his mentor. Oh, one thing we know for sure, it's a low time in his life. In fact, if you read chapter 2, verse 1, he says there, You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. In other words, in chapter 2, he's saying, Be encouraged, be strengthened by the grace that is found in Christ Jesus. Why? Because we see in this book, he's trying to encourage him. He's trying to let him know that he has the victory in Christ. In fact, in chapter 1, we know that famous verse where he says, fan into flame the gift of God that is in you. Why is he telling him this? Because he's trying to encourage him. He's trying to let him know, hey, man, you're called for such a time as this, and don't be discouraged. And then he gives us the verse that we read, for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He's letting him know, hey, God 
has something for you and the Spirit of God that is in you doesn't come empty, but it comes with power, it comes with love, and it comes with a sound mind. Today, many of us also, we battle with discouragement. Maybe it's because of different reasons in our lives. Maybe we're discouraged because things are not going our way. The job hasn't worked out the way that we thought it would. We're not in the place of life that we thought we would be. And we feel a little discouraged. Maybe we feel discouraged because uh, we're battling some type of physical illness, some sicknesses. Maybe we're, we're dealing with, with um, uh, matrimonial issues and, and that has us discouraged. Maybe our children are not where they should be and, and, uh, or where we would hope they would be and, and that has us discouraged. Maybe we're dealing with temptation and we feel like like temptation has been too much and we're, we feel like we've been given in too much and, and we can't overcome and we're dealing with discouragement. Maybe we are confronted with the unknown. Things have happened that we did not expect. We did not know they would come in and we're dealing with the unknown and we're not sure how to act and we're not sure how to live and we're not sure how to handle these things because we're dealing with the unknown. I want to remind you today that in the midst of your circumstance, in the midst of our circumstance, that we have been empowered for victory. And the church says, we've been empowered for victory. I want to remind you that the, the, the word tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And I love here that the Apostle Paul is speaking to Timothy and he, uh, he, he speaks to him in plural form. He's saying God has not given us a spirit of fear. In other words, he's telling Timothy the same spirit that has helped me and empowered me and led me is the same spirit that lives in you. And he's telling us God has not given us this spirit of fear but of power, love, and sound mind. It's also a reminder to us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, a power of love and sound mind. It's a reminder to us that the spirit of God that is within us is not innate within us. In other words, it hasn't always been there. A time came in our life where God put his pneuma, where God who put his power into our lives to what? To give us victory in this life empowered us for victory. So it hasn't always been there, but the day that you surrendered your life to Christ, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 that you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. And as you cultivate a relationship with God and you deny yourself and you give space for the presence of God and the Spirit of God to dwell and to reign in your life, it becomes more of God and less of you. In fact, when we come to understand that as we are sealed with the Spirit of God and, and we desire fullness and baptism, what do we do there? We deny our own will for the very will of God. And as we deny our will and we let God's will reign in our life, that's when the fruit of the Spirit takes its place and the gifts of the Spirit take their place. Why? Because it's not our way, but it's God's way. That's why the Apostle Paul writes in Galatians chapter 5 that there is a battle within us of, of flesh and of spirit. And there is a, is a constant battle. And if we deny one, the other one will reign. So we're reminded that God has put his spirit in us. Why? To empower us for victory. And the church says, God has given us the spirit 
for victory. It's his pneuma. It's his wind. Uh, it's not something innate within us. It's something that he breathed into us and he empowered us. God's spirit is the one that gives us all that we need. And I love that the word give here in its original language is, is the word supply. It's the, wor it's the word necessary things. He gives us, he supplies us necessary things. And I love that God has not given us. Uh, he has supplied us with what? Power, love, and a sound mind. And the word fear here, or cowardly, is uh, hence, it has to do with falling short of following Christ Jesus our Lord. That's what that word fear there has to do with. Falling short of following Jesus our Lord. It has to do with describing a person who loses their mortal uh, fortitude for serving Jesus. Loses their, their fortitude for serving Jesus. That's what that word fear there is. So he's saying God has supplied us not with fear, but with power, love, and a sound mind. When the scripture says this, uh, that God has given us a spirit of, of, he has not given us a spirit of fear, uh, it's, it's not like like when parents teach their kids to be a certain way. You know, have you heard parents say, I've taught you better than this. I've taught you to be strong. I've taught you to be this. I, well, that's a, a taught attribute. Well, that's not the same spirit here. What God has given us is not something that could be taught. It's the grace of God upon our life that empowers us for victory. And the church says, in this life, we will deal with spiritual battles. We will deal with hardships. As Christians, how do we handle them? Do we shrink back, cowardly, fail, give up the, the fortitude to surrender to God's will? How do we handle them? We're reminded today that we're empowered for victory. And we see that God, we see that the Apostle Paul tells Timothy, hey, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And the church says, so we're empowered for victory so I want to share with you uh, three things this morning. The first one is Jesus makes us strong. Jesus makes us strong. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Our relationship with Jesus, because of our relationship with Jesus, he makes us strong. We receive dunamis. We receive power. Uh, the word dunamis there, power, means strength, power, ability, power for miracles, power for moral excellence, power for influence, power for resources. In other words, he's empowering us to be successful in the life that he has called us to live. Dunamis. Power to be successful in the life that he has called us to live. This is the power that is needed to live the life that God has called us to live. It's the power that we received on the day of Pentecost. Where uh, Jesus says, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. Stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. When Jesus tells his disciples, you are going to receive this power. And he tells them, don't leave until you receive it. Why? Because this is the power that will give you the victory to the very thing that I've called you to live. It's the same power that Jesus used. You remember the woman with the issue of blood and she touched his hem and he said, uh, power was released from me. It's the same power that he used. It's the same power that Stephen used. It was said that, uh, 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 that Stephen was empowered for a special life, Acts chapter 6. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, 
perform great wonders and signs among the people. It's the same power we see in, in, in the book of Acts. It's the same power that he empowers us with today. Our relationship with Jesus makes us strong. In fact, I love Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1. I think it depicts the power of God upon the, upon the people of God well. It says this, The wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. The wicked flee, why? Because they have no power. Even though no one is pursuing them, they flee. But the righteous are bold as a lion. Why? Because we've been empowered for victory. I want to remind you today that God has positioned each and every one of us for victory. He has empowered us for victory. His dunamis is with us. It's God's given ability to push through hard times and be successful to the will of God upon our lives. Have you ever seen someone who's gone through so much in this life and they're still standing and they're still proclaiming the faith of Jesus? Why? Dunamis power. God's power allowed them to hold on to God's will in the midst of the hardest times of their lives. And we, from a distance, look at them and go, oh my God, how have they been able to endure? It's the power of God upon them because Jesus makes them strong. Right? When we hear about people who have been betrayed and hurt by others and we think, oh my God, how can they forgive and restore that relationship? Not by their own strength, but by the power of God that makes them strong to fulfill the will of God upon their lives, right? When we see single parents handling, I, I, I just have so much praise for single moms and single dads, and they handle everything so well, I think about, my God, that is the power of God that has helped them. When we see someone who's battling with sickness and yet, does not give in and still proclaims Jesus and is grateful for life, uh, we think that's only dunamis, that's only the power of God that can do it. When you and I have been able to overcome temptation, the very thing that our flesh wants to surrender to, we want to surrender to it and we leave victorious, still living in the will of God, how did we do it? The power of God, Jesus, makes us strong. Recently, we've come to know missionaries that have given their all to Jesus, and we think, oh my God, how can they do that? They, they go to those places, and they leave their culture behind. They learn a whole new culture, and, they, and they're doing it all for Jesus. How are they doing it? Jesus makes them strong. He makes them strong. No matter... Where you are in life, I want to remind you that the Spirit of God that God has given us does not come with fear, but comes with power. Our relationship with Jesus makes us strong to overcome the hardships of life and allows us to hold on to the will of God for our lives. And we've been empowered for victory, and we can live a life in Christ victorious, not because of our own will, but because of the power of God that's in us that helps us make every right decision. And the glory always is of the Father, but the blessing is ours. And the church says, so I just ask you, how, how, how are you doing? 
Are, are you awakened this morning to remember that you don't have to do it on your own because on your own you're probably not going to be as successful. But if you remember that your relationship with Jesus empowers you for victory, you could stand tall this morning and believe in God that you and your family and your matrimony and your children will always be in God's perfect will because he's empowered us for victory and our relationship with Jesus makes us strong and the church says so we've been empowered for victory number two Jesus makes us sensitive to his will Jesus makes us sensitive to his will God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. The word love here is uh, agapeo. We, we're, we, we uh, have come to understand this love. It's an affection. It's a goodwill. It's a benevolence love. It's a brotherly love. It's through this love that we can discern God's will. It's benevolence. It's brotherly love. It's a kind love. And it's through this love that we can discern God's will. See, love is the virtue that leads us into God's will. It can, we can never enjoy God's will through hatred. If anything leads you to hatred, you're, you're not enjoying God's will. We can never enjoy God's will through envy. We can never enjoy God's will through malice. We can never enjoy God's will through lying or bitterness or hypocrisy or manipulation. Anything that is controlled by the sinful nature leads us to the will of the sinful nature. But when we are led through the lens of love, there we find God's will. You see, Jesus makes us sensitive to his will. He doesn't only empower us to fulfill it, but he makes us sensitive to his will. But we must look at life through the lens of love. And that lens of love is given to us by the very Holy Spirit of God. He has not given us fear, but he's given us power, love. It's this brotherly love. It's this love on how to treat our, our, our spouses and how to treat our children and how to treat our, our neighbors and how to look on those that don't have what we have. It's the, it's the love that reminds us to be forgiven and it's the love to, that reminds us to be patient and it's the love that reminds us to be uh, kind and benevolent uh, and generous. It's the love that reminds us uh, that, that we are not perfect and no one around us is. It's looking through this lens of love and there we see God's will. There we see God's will. For we understand that we've been empowered for victory. We must understand the spirit of love. It, 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 is, it is what leads us to evaluate life and leads us to evaluate things through the lens of love. To enjoy victory, we must live in God's will. Love needs to be a part of our decision making so that we can live in God's perfect will. And the church says. See, even the scripture shows this. Jesus said this, greater love has no one than this, to lay down his life for one's friend letting us know that the will of God is found in love and no greater love than this, submission of even laying down our lives for someone else. And there we find the victory in this life. Romans 12 tells us, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Oh my God. This is where we find the will of God. 
And God has empowered us for victory. But we must look at it through the lens of love. The Bible says in Romans 13, love does not harm. Um, love does no harm to a neighbor. 1 Corinthians 13, if we speak in tongues of men of angels but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can phantom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardships that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Oh, my Lord. We've been empowered for victory. God has given us power, but he's given us love. Why does he give us love? What does that mean? It's the lens in which we live this life. And there we find God's will. He even reminds us. He even reminds us that you may do a whole lot of things in the church, but if you have love, he uses the word, we are nothing. Help us, Lord. In fact, the next verse, the next chapter tells us, talks about all the spiritual gifts, and then at the end it says, but the greatest of these all is, oh my God. We've been empowered for victory, and the spirit of God that is in each and every one of us comes with a spirit of love, and when we look at life through the lens of love, there we discern God's perfect will for our lives. And that's why we don't pay evil for evil. Somebody does Bad to us, that's why we don't look for revenge, because in the lens of love, we see forgiveness. That's why we don't attack people in their time of weakness and say, oh, look at that person. They did that, and they did this, and, and they did that, and, and we want to attack them. We want to put them on, on every bench of discipline that there is, and we, we look at them through this lens of judgment that doesn't come from the Spirit of God, because what comes from the Spirit of God is love. Right? And that's where we discern the will of the Lord. That's why when we look at others that maybe don't have what we have or, 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 or as fortunate as we are, we don't stand from a distance thinking that we're better. No, we look through a lens of love that tells us what can we do to help make them better. That's what love does. That's why Jesus, led the, that's why Jesus left the side of the Father and became flesh for you and for me because he looked at us through a lens of love. He didn't say you're already condemned. No, he looked at us through the lens of love and he came to save us. For God showed his love for us and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Empowered for victory, the spirit that God gives us comes with power, helps us to do what we cannot do. And it helps us be successful. But it also comes with love. It lets us look at life through a lens that says, here is where I can find the will of God. So Jesus makes us sensitive also to his will. And the church says, number three, Jesus makes us wise. We're talking about empowered for victory. Jesus makes us strong. Jesus makes us sensitive to his will. Number three, Jesus makes us wise. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Uh, the word uh, here, sound mind, has to do with self-control. It's kind of the root word here. It has to do with this. Behavior that fits a situation. So I, I love that. Sound mind. God has given us a sound mind. 
He's given us behavior that fits a situation. Right? He, he has not given us fear. He's given us power. He's given us love, a sound mind. He's given us behavior that fits a situation. Living out God's will by doing what he calls us to do in sound reasoning. Living as God uh, defines. It's, it's about true balance. Expressing a settled state of mind and embracing what the Lord defines as true moderation. Behavior that fits a situation. Have you seen a Christian sometimes act a little out of control? Now we're going to look at them and go, man, they haven't embraced the spirit of power, love, and sound mind. They're still functioning in their sinful nature. That the sinful nature naturally has fear. And when we have fear, we react out of insecurity. When we have fear, we react out of revenge. When we have fear, we react out of hurt. We attack. Why? Because we're fearful, so our sinful nature has taken place, taken the stronghold, and we respond in attack. But when we've embraced the Spirit of God that has been put in us, that comes with power, love, and a sound mind, it helps us to behave in a way that fits the situation. So this verse has to do with, with us being wise. Uh, it, it has to do with us just monitoring the situation, being self-controlled. Before I react in an emotion, I am to ask myself, I am to ask myself, is this the best thing to do? Will I get the best result out of this response? But God has put in each and every one of us this spirit of self-control, a sound mind, uh, to help us make good decisions. You know, we, we, can, we can reconcile this word best with wisdom. God has given us wisdom to manage circumstances well. And the church says, he's given it to us. We can do good. We've been empowered for victory. And our relationship with Jesus makes us wise. See, the, and, and the wisdom that comes from God, I love that the Bible says it's visible. <laughs> James chapter 3, verse 17. But the wisdom from above is pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. You can see wisdom in your life or in someone else's life when you see pure, peaceable, gentle, uh, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial, and sincere, you can go, wow, that person is wise. That's sound mind. You see, the wisdom of God helps us and leads us. It helps us to control even our emotions. Sometimes a situation calls to yield. We don't always got to win. Sometimes a win is found in yielding, in kind of saying, you know what, I I'm, 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 I'm not going to die on this hill. I yield. And there we find the victory. Do you remember the two mothers in the time of King Solomon who both had babies? Right, they were prostitutes, they both had babies. And overnight, one rolled over her baby and killed her baby. That morning she got up and she went to the other prostitute's bed and, and put the dead baby there and took the living baby and put it back on her bed. When the other prostitute woke up, she said, oh my God, this baby's dead. Then she looked and said, this is not my baby. Then she saw her baby and she said, hey, that's my baby. And she said, no, that's not my baby. You rolled over your baby. They said, this is too hard for us. We need Solomon. 
And they went to King Solomon, they brought the two babies, and King Solomon said, well, give me a sword. I'm going to split this baby in half, the living baby, give each mom a half a baby. The living mom, what did she do? She yielded. She said, no, 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 never mind. Just let her have the baby. And Solomon saw that and said, give her her baby. Sometimes our victory is found when we yield. Sometimes we just got to say, you know what? I'm not going to die on this hill. I need, but where do we get that wisdom? Because fear tells us to attack. Fear tells us we need to win. Where do we get that? Sound mind. Sound mind. Only the Holy Spirit of God helps us get there. And we must remember this. We, we've been empowered for victory. So we are reminded today that God's will also makes us wise. If you're part of something that divides, you're functioning in fear, not in wisdom. If you find yourself quarrelsome, fighting, that's not wisdom. Wisdom helps us to manage those times. Wisdom doesn't condemn. Wisdom doesn't take sides. Wisdom doesn't function in manipulation or lying. No, no. Wisdom knows how to fit the situation and manage the time well. That is what wisdom does. And it comes from God. We've been empowered for victory. As I close our teaching this morning, empowered for victory, we're reminded of this. Fear is part of our sinful nature. It's part of who we are. We all have to deal with it at some level. But when it reigns in our life, we find ourselves functioning in our sinful nature, and there we never find the will of God. But if we're reminded today that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, we're reminded that he has empowered us for victory. And our relationship with Jesus makes us strong. You've been empowered. And the things that you feel like, I, can, I can't do this, the Holy Spirit will help you do it. You've been empowered for victory. Your relationship with Jesus makes us sensitive to his will. How? Through the lens of love. Not a selfish lens, not a fearful lens, but a lens of love that says, you know what? Um, uh, you know, I, I, I need to be benevolent here. I need to be forgiven here. I need to be kind here. I need to be generous here. I need to be patient here. The lens of love is not, is not a time to condemn. No, it's a time to reach out and, and show kindness. There, we find the will of God. And our relationship with Jesus makes us wise. We'll know how to handle the situation because the Spirit of God will give us what we need that fits the circumstance. And the church says... We've been empowered for victory. I'm going to invite you to stand as we close. Pastor George, can you get the young people for us? Maybe you're, you're here today and you are battling. You are battling. Maybe you're here today and you're struggling and you feel like uh, um, the, the young people are going to come down. We're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for them. And, and mention it to Pastor Becky also. Um, maybe you're battling in your life. And, uh, and you feel like, man, I'm, I'm not in victory. Could it be that we're functioning more in the sinful nature, in fear, and everything that comes from our own nature, and we're trying to manage it our own way, our own will? 
But today I, I want to remind you that you've been empowered for victory. How does that happen? Denying ourselves and letting the Holy Spirit of God reign in our lives. Reign in our lives. And there we find that we've been empowered for victory. Maybe you're here today and from my understanding there's no visitors, this is the church. So maybe you're here today and you're struggling and you feel like I'm not enjoying victory. I'm not enjoying victory. Maybe it's because you've been functioning in fear and the Lord is saying, hey, it's time to deny yourself and let me reign in your life. This is not a salvation issue. This is a submission issue. It's not a salvation. We've been saved by the grace of God and we're trying and the grace of God keeps the covenant of salvation. But it's it's a submission issue. Lord, I want to submit to you. I want, I want to be, I want to enjoy the victory that you have set aside for me in this life. It's a submission issue where the Holy Spirit reigns and our relationship with Jesus makes us strong, makes us sensible to his will, and makes us wise. If you're here today and you would like prayer as we sing this next song, the altar is open. We'd love to, our pastors would love to pray with you for you this morning as we sing this song let us um, gather father we thank you for this word we pray that it would minister speak to our hearts that our sunday would change our monday that it could be a word that could be applied to our lives and if there's someone here lord that is struggling and needs prayer for application that they can come forward and we can pray with them and encourage them today we pray in jesus name amen and amen Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it blesses and encourages your life.